from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Tiny House Podcast, this is Perry. This is Michelle. And this is Mark. And we are in a new location here at the Tiny House Jamboree. We are in the tiniest chapel in the world, maybe. Tiny House Chapel. Tiny House Chapel. And And we're all barefoot. And we're here because it's raining like hell outside and we don't want to get electrified by the lightning that's following up on the rain. We were scheduled to be out on the workshop stage, but there's no cover in the workshop stage. And so... All that's out there is disappointed people. With their umbrellas. (laughs) That they can't see us. Yeah. Yeah. But I can look out the window of the of the uh, the uh, chapel that we're in, and there's a guy out there who has more balls than we do because he's out there continuing to give his workshop with an electronic device in his hand. That's going to end oh, well. Oh wow! <laughs> exactly. And there's lightning outside too. Yeah. So so thank you, thank you to all the people that sort of scooted over and and made accommodations for us to scoot in. Thank you to um, B A Norgard. And her, her groom is... John. John. Yes, they're actually getting married here in the chapel this evening. So we had to interrupt their whole decor uh, process. So we appreciate their flexibility. They were very great. They were yes, extremely, congratulations. Extremely kind. So without further ado, I guess we should get on with this show. Absolutely. We have a very special couple of guests. We had scheduled three, but one's not here yet. I think she got hit by lightning. Oh, no. No, no. no. Yes, hey, She's on her way, though. Okay. So we'll set everybody people. up. We'll, we'll yeah. do, yeah, do, we'll do get a drum roll or something when she gets awesome. here. So we have uh, Jewel Pearson, who was on the show. Tiny so, House Big Living. Tiny, sorry. Tiny House Big Living, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know you by name? They do. Okay. You, oh, you, oh you are. No, I was talking about our show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny yeah, House Big Living. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Wrong place. No, that's okay. She was on our show several months ago. Yes. One of our awesome shows. Yep, this awesome show too. And we also have Bonnie Lee, who is, do do you want me to read this whole thing? Oh, Misfits Tiny Homestead. There there you go. Yeah, yeah. Actually, she has a really cool story we should spend a little time talking about if we can. Why would we waste time doing a cool story? (laughs) (laughs) We hate it when that happens. That's not what we do here. (laughs) Bonnie Lee and her husband... Boyfriend. Oh, it's boyfriend. Sorry, his name is. But we're in a chapel. We might want to. Yeah, my husband. (laughs) I see beads of sweat. (laughs) And only because I know it's a no for them. (laughs) (laughs) We're together forever, just not married forever. All right. What's his name? Carl. Carl. Okay, so Carl is here. He's going to be silent though because he's not a guest on the show. But welcome, Carl. Um, And also because he's white. (laughs) (laughs) Mark. <laughs> so the, t- the topic of today's episode, of course, is we're talking about diversity in, in the uh, tiny house movement, or the lack thereof, and what we can, what we're going to talk about all kinds of things with regard to that. Right, right Mark? Yep. Everything's okay on this? On Everything's good. Yeah, I'm okay, just tweaking. Okay, so um, actually, in the show that we had last time when Jewel was here, we touched on this a little bit. And now that we're here at the Jamboree and we're seeing tens of thousands of people come on down, we see, I'm seeing a few white, uh, black people here, or at least you may not agree with <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, me. I'm being quiet. Okay. I'm like, no, no, it's no, not no. You can count it's, them on your hand. You can, yeah. I was just going to say that, hand. yes. Okay. You can count them on one hand. Um, but that was more than I thought were going to be here. Well, I was just at another <laughs> event, the... Um, the Tiny House Festival in Decatur, and there were lots and lots. Decatur, Georgia Decatur, had a festival? Georgia. There were yeah. lots of wow. lots. It was a very diverse 
Who threw it? Who threw it? Tom um, Tony does Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, right. Yes. Very, very cool. Um, so we, do we just jump at jump in? Jump yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, conversation. So yeah. I want to I want to I'm going to push this in one particular direction. We, again, we're talking about diversity. We sort of acknowledge at least at this event, maybe not all events, that that there's not really a, a proper balance and, and a lot of diversity. So um, I'm going to do a famous Michelle question. Uh -oh. So uh, part one is um, you know really how do you see and how do you suggest we get more diversity in the tiny house movement? Um, I know you and I talked just right before the show and we were talking about these really are conversations that need to take place on the main stage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. So beyond that, um, how do we do this? How do we make sure that there's more inclusion? So one of the things, and I don't know if you'll remember this, but when I first started in the tiny house community, there was an event and you were posting pictures of an event that you had been to in the tiny house people group. Yes. And a lady posted a question on your picture and said, well, where are all the black people? It was a black lady. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember okay, that. Okay, so you were posting picture. That picture after picture was all white people. And she asked you that. Some people got bent out of shape. Why are you bringing race into this? Why do we have to talk about race? And I just kind of watched the conversation to I see remember. how it was going to play out. And so then I jumped in and I, my conversation was, she's not bringing it, it in to be offensive. Um, you know, as much as we don't want to talk about race or people are uncomfortable talking about race, it's absolutely a conversation that has to be had because race is in everything, in every, every, every race impacts how I walk through life. Yep. And so if we're not having the conversations, then that's part of the problem right then. So I said, to, I said then, think about it in reverse. If you as a white person were interested, because white is the default, the, the default. Mm -hmm. If you as a white person were interested in tiny homes, and you went to an event and you saw pictures and all you saw was person of color after person of color after person of color. You probably asked the same question. Even if you didn't ask it out loud, you'd say, where are all the white people? Or at is least you feel a sense of discomfort. Is this something yeah. I should be interested yes, in? Is yeah. this for me? Oh yeah. That's and that's exactly what she was asking. Mm -hmm. Where all, because no matter how you try to say, I don't see race, it's a level of comfort for you to walk around as a white person and know that your people are here. Right. And so that is, that's the first thing, looking outside yourself to say, hey, they're not here. And then the second thing is, why aren't they here? So then you have to talk about, and this is the conversation that we were having, you have to talk about housing discrimination. Mm -hmm. You have to talk about redlining, where mortgage lenders circle areas that they're not going to make loans in. You have to talk about the racial wealth gap that says white families in 2013, the median income was $142,000. Hispanics, the median income was $13,700. Blacks was $11,000. So we're not in the big housing game. We don't have the big houses. Right, right. And so we're still dreaming of getting at the big house. And so white people are... I've had the big house. I'm mm -hmm. done with this. It's overrated. It's mm -hmm. I'm done with this and I'm downsizing. They're choosing to downsize. Right. Black people are like, I haven't had my big house yet. Mm -hmm. Why in the heck would I want a tiny house? Right. You know, or I'm looking at the tiny houses and they look like log cabins and compost <laughs> toilets. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just, maybe I am in a big house, but I've just had that. And, or my family still lives in that. And we, you know, we're just, we're a couple of generations away from not having plumbing. Mm -hmm. Right. Why in the world would I want to live in a tiny house? Right. And so that's the thought process. And so then that's part of what we're doing as 
Tiny House Trailblazers, the organization, the organization that we started that I've asked Bonnie Lee to partner with me on and Dominique Moody to partner with me on to say that these are the reasons housing discrimination, redlining, the racial wealth gap, they're absolutely the reasons why we need to be in, in interested in this movement. Right. The affordability. I can I, I spent se around $75,000 for my house. Absolutely $75,000 is easier to get through get to than 200, $300,000 that you've got a mortgage for 15, 30 years. Right. But don't you think that um so so I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way. Don't you think those conversations um, do need to come from you? If I were to stand up in front of a blue but a group so, of African Americans, yes, 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 but let me let me let let's keep going. I, let's I, keep I, going I with the conversation. When that question is asked, where are all the black people? It's coming from an authentic place. It's coming because it's a necessary conversation that needs to be had. It wasn't that I, I from hearing how that whole play, thing played out. The person wasn't asking just to cause chaos or be rude. It's sincere, it's authentic. It's like, hey, I'm not seeing someone that's representing me in that movement. Am, I, am I supposed yeah, to be interested? Exactly. Is this something you know, for and, me? And to, to maybe mirror it to something, and, and they're not relatable at all, but you know, for example, you have a slim size and a plus size. So a plus size person is being represented. So when someone's like, where are all the plus size closing? So not to demean it or bring it down to that level, but it's an important conversation that needs to be had. Where is someone that looks like me and, and that I can relate to? You know, these. And it's important to see that and to really dive into it. And people are really receptive, you know, and we want more people to be more receptive and say, hey, you know, let's open up these avenues um, and have this conversation and be inclusive and address the issues that we, as people of color, face on a daily basis. Because it's true. Even, even if we want to ignore it, we can't ignore it. So. But, to, but to answer your question about the conversation, so it's part of, yes, part of that has to come from, from us to represent what it is that we why we should be interested to build, like Bonnie Lee has a homestead. That's building wealth. We absolutely need to be, we absolutely need to be in a position where we are building wealth and, and a tiny house, the affordability, the, it gives you the freedom, different things to be able to build wealth. So we need to be talking about that. But where this, this conversation needs to happen and where I say it needs to happen on the, the, big, the big stage is that so some of the same issues that the tiny house community is experiencing, problems with financing, problems with parking, those are problems that we're experiencing as well, but in addition to experiencing them because of the, all the tiny house issues, we have, to, we have to think about, okay, so I've already talked about the racial wealth gap, I've talked about all that kind of stuff. When white people are building tiny houses, nine times out of 10, somebody has some money they can give them or they have some property, all that kind of stuff. So we don't have that. And this isn't not, this isn't, you know, feel sorry for us. It's the reality of it. Because when I wrote, I wrote a blog about this, I got, a, it was like stepping into a clan meeting. Why do you have to talk about this? Why, you know, why can't you just go be black in your tiny house? Because there are issues that are different. But even if we're not talking about the financing part of it, if we talk about parking, right now, tiny houses need to be out in the rural areas. They need to be out in the mobile home parks. They need to be out in the RV parks. Those are the absolute places, places that are not safe for us as people of color. Mm -hmm. I, I had my house, again, to the point of the note, the nasty notes that I got. Why don't you just go be black in your tiny house? Why, if you look for racism, you're going to find it. The day I came out of my tiny house and I heard the N-word being thrown around, I didn't get up and say, God, when I woke out, I walk out this morning, I hope somebody calls me a bad word. <laughs> it, but it was there. Right. Um, 
the it's not those are the things like when I go to tiny house festivals like the the tiny house festival that was in deep Georgia you know I'm headed down there to speak I'm feeling good about what I'm going to do and as I go down the street I see confederate flag after confederate flag after confederate flag then I have to go into Jewel is black Jewel needs to make some phone calls hey this is where I am should something Right. Just because my own safety, because and people will say Confederate flags aren't associated with hate, but as a black person, Confederate flags are associated with hate as it, 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 um, as it relates to me. Right, right. And so these are the conversations where, where yeah, we, we need to have them and we have to represent and we have to talk about, and Dominique has to, is to talk about how, as people of color, we need to see this differently, the affordability of it. But it needs to be on the main stage because yesterday and all day today and tomorrow, what we'll be talking about is community, building a community and this and the community and what we need to work about, work around and how we need to do this. But if in those communities we're not saying rural areas where we're building these communities aren't safe for people of color, if we're not saying this community is also committed to diversity and we hear what your issues are, and we want you all to be part of this community. We're not having those conversations out on the big stage. White people don't know what my issues are. I, you can't see me talk. You, you're, I've never, as long as I've been in tiny house people, I've never seen anybody say, oh God, they didn't like me in the RV park. Have you? No, that is true. That is very true. But I, I and from, okay, so representing, we'll all represent the main stage for a moment. and. Maybe this is why I have such a difficult time sort of wrapping my head around racism and, and not allowing diversity or discouraging diversity. From my perspective, um, the main stage is for everybody. So uh, you're right. We should be a little bit, uh, we should be a little bit more. Um, a lot of it. A lot of it? A lot of it. A lot of it. To touch on that. The but like, I don't think of it as, as racism. From my but, and guess what you're speaking from? Let, let me yeah, tell you yeah, what you're speaking yeah. from. Well, it's privilege because you get to yeah. you get to walk this, and I'm sorry, no, 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 no. you get to walk this walk as a as a white person. You don't have to think about that. Right, right. No, so no, that no. you're speaking. So I heard Andrew Odom yesterday say something about they were talking about community, and he said something about you know what they call that redneck. And I'm sitting there thinking, and that's the last place I want to be. Yeah. Really? Okay. So so what? So you have this organization. Um, what is what is what is your I understand what what your what your mission is I think based on what you guys are saying here uh, oh but we should also welcome Dominique Dominique, Dominique, Dominique. 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 Sorry. Yeah. no man is her project thank you, yes, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you so so what is your what is your agenda how do you how do you what's your plan for for accomplishing what we all agree well at least some of us need, agree need, needs to happen so it's tiny house trailblazers and I'll talk to our tagline what we say is we highlight bills and tiny house living for people of all races, all colors, but it's also an, an opportunity to highlight and talk about tiny house living from the lens of color. We're not, ex we're not exclusive, we're absolutely inclusive, and we want to make sure we're at the table. So it's a forum, like I said, you've never heard any of what I've talked to. Even when we posted, somebody posted the fact that I had written a blog about, and the, and the title of my blog was, Where Are All the Black People? Mm -hmm. And in Tiny House People, and in some of the other groups, I mean the Klan came out. Why do we have to talk about this? If I can't talk about it there, and this is, this is how BT gets created right, and different exactly. things get created, exactly. because we have to have a space where we can talk about things that are pertinent to, to walking the world as a person of color. So in, so in our group, 
what we do is we highlight the bills of people of color. We highlight the bills of, of, of everybody. But then it's a safe space to talk about and what we're doing now is gathering communities where I want to have the conversation with whoever is building this community or whoever is managing this community. Here are the issues that are pertinent to people of color. Can you commit to saying, yeah, our community out is, is out in the middle of nowhere, but I hear what your issues are, and this is going to be a safe space. We're going to be committed to making sure people of color are welcome in this area. So we're gathering that information. We're sharing information of our stories. We're sharing information of homesteading, how you can build and you can, you can purchase property and, and build your wealth, and how... Tiny house living, freedom. That's what Dominique talks a lot about. What it is for freedom and how you're able to, you know, both of our houses and her house. You show tiny house luxury. So you can live in a tiny house and it doesn't have to look like the log cabin or the compost toilet. If that's not what you want to do, design it so that it works for you. But at the end of the day, don't spend your life trying to live in a 200, 300,000 square foot house because... Society Steve Harvey, right. Steve Harvey told you your right. dream was stupid. Right. Right. You know, don't do any of that. Right. Keep your money in your pocket. Still have a nice living, but enjoy life. So, so your organization that sounds like I could be wrong. It's it's oriented toward getting people of color to embrace this awesome they lifestyle. They already are. Okay. Yeah. And that's that is the the the, the secret is because although we ha we aren't visible mm -hmm. in, in this in the ways that. Uh, other communities are but I spent six months touring just LA mm -hmm. Los Angeles and many of the communities that have been supportive of me uh, for the last 20 years of doing art in Los Angeles and I brought out the nomad to um, to number one give homage to the support I've gotten from the city but I went back to neighborhoods that had welcomed me as an artist, Watts, Lamert Park, um, you know, and, and uh, Altadena. And what was uh, amazing, every single place I did, I did eight venues in six months, and every single place said to me, and I had, uh, you know, hundreds of people come through the door of my nomad, say I've seen these tiny houses I've seen them online as an entire family we sit down and we watch it weekly and we know we've seen everything what we haven't seen is the ability to walk in one what we haven't seen is ourselves reflected mm -hmm. and so they love the idea and what everyone echoed, and these are uh, people from many, many different walks of life, from Baldwin Hills to what I refer to as the individuals that were living residents of the park. Mm -hmm. And of course, we know that there's a really serious problem of quote-unquote homelessness. I don't like using that term because it defines a structure, not people. And, but even people who we would think would be the least connected to what's going on were completely connected to what was going on. And when they saw my nomad and the fact that I had an open door, that I allowed them to enter, and then they shared their stories with me about being homeless 
because the owner didn't like their locks. Mm -hmm. Being homeless because one was a single mother. And we are talking about 2016. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the, the, the compounded complexity of our lives because there is this racial undercurrent that has never been addressed in so, the country. So, 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 makes this issue compounded. But what people had as far as a hope in seeing these small structures is that she did it. It's possible. Mm -hmm. We are here in this. We are builders. We are dreamers. And we can make something happen, but it is much, much, much more difficult. And I'd like to ask something about our organization. When Jewel invited us to be a part of it, it was such an honor because she paved that way. And what our organization does as well is we're opening the doors to education so that people are aware of what we go through as people of color, um, having and motivating if anything and, and pushing people that are not of color to have these conversations to put us on the main stage to open those avenues to see the things that need to be addressed and not you know and, and you said something that made me you know how we are you know we're here to open the door and have these conversations I'm tired <laughs> I don't want to have this conversation and it's up to people that are not of color to do that to it's 2016. You have an incredible platform Absolutely. to open the doors, to be an ally in a sense, and just say, hey, this is important. We need to address these issues. Um, why should I have to do it? It's 2016. To, and to, and to yeah. Bonnie's point and, and what our group is doing, last week at the Tiny House Festival in Atlanta, I had the opportunity to speak about, and I was on the main stage, I had the opportunity mm -hmm. to speak about diversity. We titled, what I think we did was title the session wrong. And the session was, navigating tiny as a person as a person. as a person of color the session before me had been jam-packed white people everybody was in there mm -hmm. when they announced my session there was a mass exodus mm -hmm. and then it hit me we titled this wrong so that people didn't feel like they were included part of that is i can say we're looking at all of the sessions. You're here to learn about Tiny. Why wouldn't you, as a progressive person, want to sit in this session? No matter what the title was, just to hear what it was. But okay, I'm just going to say, we'll take that as our bad. We titled it wrong. So I go through all of the, the same reasons what I'm talking about you know, here. The why aren't we here? Why we should be here? What our challenges are? How our challenges are different from, your, from the, the Tiny House community challenges, but should be part of the community's concern as well. And after I was done, the progressive, and this is what I'm going to call them, the progressive white people who were willing to sit in that audience and listen were like, oh my God. And I got some of this response to my article. I had no idea, just like, I had no idea these were the concerns. These were the reasons that you're not here. These are the reasons that, that it's not, you know, my walk in the tiny house community isn't the same. I'm sitting in my house in the RV park and I don't have any of these concerns. I did have a, a white person reach out to me and said, you're absolutely right on the RV park. He said, me and my wife like to say, it's the progressive clan members in the RV parks. <laughs> and he said, and as soon as they come to me and start talking about their biases, and then when they realize me and my wife don't, and they are white, when we don't subscribe to that, then we lose friends. But it's that, it's that if, if I'm to be in the community, if we're to be in the community and you're, 
and as part of the community, you live in that tiny house, I live in a tiny house. We're all tiny house community people. If I can't count on you as a white person to say, we're not, we're not tolerating any of this BS. Everybody gets to have a place at the table. Everybody should be safe. The, if, if I can't count on you to think outside of why is this a conversation that we have to have, then we're lost. And that's if we look at the bigger world, that's the whole problem with the world. No, you get to walk through, and none of this is your concern. And you can't if if you can't be empathetic enough to hear it and understand as a human being being. And this is my concern. And if as a tiny house person, and you know me, if I'm ever in danger just because I'm a black woman living in my tiny house trying to mind my damn business, it should be the whole community's problem. Right. Right. Agreed. And it should be a conversation that every last person that's here at this jamboree should be aware of. Hey, black people have a different experience. Instead of somebody telling me, why can't you? Because what I said to them is, I've got a, Miss Gypsy Soul is my Facebook page. When I posted this article on my page, I got comments like, you know, I thought you represented the community well, but I'm very disappointed that you've made it about race. Yeah. And what I said is, what you're saying to me is, you just want me to post cute pictures of my dog, of my house, <laughs> but you don't want me to be a black woman. You don't want me to talk about mm -hmm. the things that, uh, that are, are yes. important to me as, as living. Guess what? I'm a black woman first. I live in a tiny house second. You know, if I'm riding down the street, no and this is what we said. If I'm riding down the street, nobody cares. Oh, that's Miss Gypsy Soul. She lives in a tiny house. I'm a black girl. Right. It's interesting because the the nature of the tiny house movement, looking from the outside, you would you would conclude, oh, this is some progressive, really far out there kind of thing. But and it I has the same. But it has, it has the that. same kind Thinking, of issues. And the, the fact that issues. you came in and you can count on one hand how many people of color are here is a huge. Well, issue. And, and that, but but that that's interesting because. What um, Dominique, Dominique said about Los Angeles is, is, is surprising. And what you said about this tiny house place, this event down in, in Decatur, which is where I went to high school, is really ple yeah, it was really pleasurable to hear. And so I, I think what we're seeing here- Is the area, it's representative, yeah, it's representative of the area. Of the area. Right. Right. But more so in those areas, you have, I mean, I live in, in Tennessee and I'm one of the few people of color in my town. You know, I know the other person, she's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And the reality is yeah. that in those places, because that's at least for me where I choose to live at, I do want to have those conversations. I do want to feel safe. And, and everyone in my community has been incredibly loving and kind. I, I have nothing bad to say, but there are a few people there, a few bad apples. And, you know, as, especially in places like this, I, I want those conversations had. But it's interesting to me. It's, 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 if I wasn't a negative person, if I wasn't a positive person, I would make a more negative comment. But it's, it's like if, if you can't have these conversations in this community, it, it, where else are you going to have these conversations? And, and, and it's wow. time. Okay, so if we have to walk through life and be uncomfortable, if I have to ride down the street and I'm going to an event and I see some Confederate flags and it makes me have to stop what I'm doing to have to make to have a call or where I'm parked now, my tiny house property owner is the absolute best in the world and he's a white guy. Mm -hmm. Two houses down is a house that has the Confederate flags. I'll tell you, on my way home one day. They were all out having the bonfire. It was a whole bunch of those big trucks, and they're out doing their thing. What I had to think about is, what the hell is going on over there? And it was, it might have been innocent fun, but what I know as a person of color is, if they're drinking, all it takes is one person to say something stupid, and then I'm potentially a target. Mm -hmm. So I, so my whole mindset has to change to think about that. Let me ask so you. I, wait, wait, let me okay, finish. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. So I have to be uncomfortable. <laughs> we have to be uncomfortable. 
white people have to be uncomfortable to have this conversation. So while you're squirming in your seat and you really don't want to talk about this, you need to. Mm -hmm. Because get we get to exist in this world yeah, just yeah. like everybody else. You don't get to tell me why do you have to bring race into this. Because I really, I really would rather not. I really would be able to walk around like you, Michelle, and be just oblivious to any of this stuff going on. But so, I can't. So let me ask you a question about what you just described and where you live. So you have this white guy who's the best in the world. Have you, you may have, so I'm, I'm just asking this question. Absolutely, okay. go ahead. Have you talked to this guy about the neighbors to find out what they are or, or who they are? Not what they are, but who they are. Or have I've you met, gone and talked to the neighbors? I've met him. Who? He's the, my neighbor. The guy he with, the, came with the, with the yeah. He's the nicest guy ever, but he's what I know people call a redneck. Okay. And he had a whole crew of people. What I know is it just takes one. Just the, the thing that happened to me at the RV park where I'm out, me and my electrician, and the guys across from me, they started talking about the president. One of them said, oh, he's still up yeah. the N-word. And then they start getting louder. And what I know is you're having this conversation for my benefit. Right. And you're being loud for my benefit mm -hmm. to get a reaction from mm -hmm. me. What I know is, and me, I'm not, I know you all aren't surprised, I wanted to go knock them out. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my electrician here who has just started his business and he's cr right on the on the crooks of being gangster or professional. <laughs> so I know if I set it off, he's going to set it off. Yeah, he's going to want to be And he's absolutely, he's going to have my back. Yeah. And we're going to have to ride out of here guns blazing. Uh -huh. I didn't want that. Yeah. So I have to not say anything. Mm -hmm. What we and, also then are doing is we have internalized absolutely. a self-protective mode yeah. constantly. We all know, we've all heard the news. We know that in the last two years, every single week, there's been a shooting. Mm -hmm. That every single week, a cop has killed another black person unarmed. Mm -hmm. And so when we get into these protective modes of the people around us, we know that there's a real reality that if something gets set off, it's going down. More than likely, yeah. Yeah. we will be injured. Absolutely. And, 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 and so, therefore, yeah. we become incredibly ultra hypersensitive Absolutely. to anything that's going on, and we try to shut it down. Shutting it down means we eat it. Yeah. yeah. Eating it means it we internalize it. It burns. And I, I it burns. that I, as for me, I'm no longer going to do that. And this right. is the reason why. It's not that I want to be rude. I'm, I'm the but nicest. But you're going to be angry black woman. That's I what am. Happens. I told, I told, and I, and I, and I told her. Angry black women. Yeah, I told her that I'm okay with taking that title. <laughs> because... <laughs> I'm tired and I'm the nicest person you'll ever meet. I mean, mm -hmm. we are the sweetest, nicest people you'll ever meet. But the reality is that if you're going to be that blatantly prejudiced, racist, mm -hmm. rude in my presence and and you're doing that, I know you're you're doing it. I know that you right. I know what you're doing. I'm not gonna stay quiet. One, hopefully I educate you in the yeah. process and you're fully aware of what yeah. you're doing, you mm -hmm. don't do it again. And two, I am gonna be the angry black woman because I'm tired of holding in. We're tired of holding in. And we're not dumb people. We're educated, artistic, incredible women. And, yeah, absolutely. But, the, but another piece of that yeah. is, so the, the person who lived in the RV across from me, after his people left, he came over and apologized. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. agree with what they were saying. I'm sorry. That was interesting. But what yeah. I said to him is, 
your apology isn't important to me now. Because if you didn't agree with it, when it was happening, you would have shut it down. And what then. did he say to that, though? He just looked at me. And, because and, if you're really an ally... But he didn't say he was can, an ally. He didn't say he was an ally. Well, then don't waste your apology. But, but wait a second. But wait a second. Isn't that... Isn't that isn't him coming to you and apologizing progress? Is that Even an if opening? it's not sad. Is isn't that, it an open? No, I know it's not progress to me because you can't be different with me in a different space. And when you're with your friends, but, but my, you but can't my, stand up for me. Point, but my That's point, not progress. But, but my point is, is, is maybe, maybe it took that guy courage. Maybe I don't know the guy, but maybe it took him courage that maybe you don't recognize or acknowledge that that it took him courage to come and say that to you, and then maybe the next step, or the step after that, or the step after that, the is for him to say something. But, to but, I'm not saying, but, I'm not disagreeing but, with but that. But while we're waiting for the next step and the next step, if in that step it had gotten ugly and we had set it off, then we would have I been don't wrong. Disa- I don't disagree. Where, where I need you to stay. But if I've got to suck it up, and I've got to be the bigger person, and this is wrong for me. What you need to do is be the bigger person and stop your friends. I don't Don't tell me down the line I'm going to do better down the line because in that particular moment, something could have gone totally wrong. I don't disagree with that. So I don't give him credit for that. I don't give anybody credit for We have walked through this earth being mistreated, being second class for too many years for somebody for me to have to give you credit for coming to apologize i guess that's bs the totality is why should we sort of walk in those eggshells and say yeah good job good thumbs up i'm not asking i'm not asking you to do that i'm not even asking you to say i'm not asking you to say anything you just want acknowledgement i'm just acknowledging the guy did what he needs to do i don't give you i don't give you a pass for this this is no one's asking you to give him a pass. Well, so we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree okay, on okay, this one. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 in, 2000, in 2016, <laughs> if you can't stand up to your friends and say, yeah. it is absolutely un- unacceptable, un- unacceptable yes. era, I can't think of my word right now, to, to throw the N-word around like you're throwing it around, I don't accept that. You can either be a better person or you can leave. This is my neighbor. If you can't stand up and say that, I don't want your apology behind the scenes. So let me ask you this then. So so with regard, we're going to bring it back to the tiny house community, which okay. is supposed to be in my mind, and I know it's not, but it's supposed to be in my mind a more enlightened group of people. If, if, if you, in some sense, is it better to, um, God, how do I say it? Is, it? is it better to put people on the defensive because it's 2016 and they should. Group. Now, this was a tiny house group. Where? 
online, a forum. So what I'm, what I'm. Nope, go ahead and finish. So okay. what? So what I got from that is, yeah, we're a tiny house community, but where we're downsizing our belongings, a lot of us aren't downsizing our. <clears throat> Hate, yeah, yeah. our, that's still, there's still room for it in the tiny house that you, you're building, and it's evident in the community. So while we're, we're not, we haven't been trying to be rude and defensive, we've been trying to educate. But if I write an article to educate and you stop at the sentence and say, why do we have to talk about this? Or I also heard she's trying to say she's the only black person in the tiny house community. No, that's absolutely not what I was saying. But if you had gotten past that first sentence of where are all the black people and took the time to read and to read with an open mind, you would have understood what I was trying to say. So while we're trying to educate, if we keep getting slapped in the face with why do we have to talk about this? Why can't you just go be a tiny house person? It puts us on the defense. I understand that. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm I know. Actually, you have I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay, okay. So <laughs> it, it seems like the... Because people don't know you're black. So I... Amen. <laughs> I do want to circle back. You had made the comment earlier that I was walking around in oblivion, and I just want to just. Wanna, and I didn't mean that to be rude. No, and I just want to respond okay. to that. I I appreciate your perspective. I don't take it offensively, just because you and I, I think are on the same page. Um, I'm white, and uh, but <laughs> you, oh my god, you know, Michelle's white people. <laughs> but I think basically the value for me in these conversations is I'm not oblivious. I'm naive. I don't. When you approached me yesterday, I walked up to you and I gave you the same greeting that I give to everybody and I greeted your friends. And so for me, it's not oblivion. It might look like oblivion. It may sound like oblivion, but I'm naive. And this is where the, that, the approach that, is really, yeah. I'm not, I, and I'm not trying to say that you need to change your words because it's impossible to speak in a way that a person is going to get you because you don't, you're not in that person's head. But, but there's a way, I think, to, uh, to, um, to respond. Respond isn't the right word either. There's a, there's a, way, to ah, there's a way to acknowledge or, or interpret or create a story about what that other person's doing. Like when Michelle, when Michelle was, was, was um, displaying white privilege, which she un undoubtedly no was. She had, and, 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 but, but so, but see, she <laughs> <don't really laughs> when you say you don't know what was going on, and when you said you didn't know what was going on and, and all of this, and I said, yeah, oh, and you know, you, you yeah. get to right. do that. Yeah. Okay. And, and, is, and white privilege, that, that term offends white people. I know it's it does. It's not to say we think you got a credit card or, or because you're white, <laughs> but sometimes you, you do. do. You do. <laughs> you do. But it's to say you get to walk around with a different experience yes. where people aren't, aren't approaching you from, from the color of your skin. Yes. That's yes. the Clay Shirky quote right there, yeah. which is, he was talking about this current election cycle, but he says... Uh, to to people that have white privilege, equality feels like oppression. Yes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it does, and, it and that's why people are so angry exactly. about black people. Oh, black people want yes. black people haven't had, and yes. you feel like you're losing your footing, and it's not that. We're just and that, and that's why people have problems with Black Lives Matter. They exactly. will say all lives exactly. matter. Well, until all of our lives actually matter, right. can we just focus on the black people right, right. now? Exactly. We're having some trouble. Exactly. And that's all we're asking. Yeah, exactly. But but to your oblivion and na naivety, and I cannot ever say that word. What we then would ask of you is now that you've got an awareness 
be an ally, have this conversation with other white people who are unaware, who are naive about this, where we need to, we want to be part of this community. We should be part of this community. You as part, you know, there's so many so tiny house, I'm not gonna say any names, that's not gonna be rude, but where you're, where you're going and there are workshops representing the tiny house community, where's the diversity? Are you addressing all of your potential uh, builders, community people living in the mm -hmm. community, bring us to the table. Even and including. I, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say really quick because um, I know you're going to come to a close. Um, what our organization has done as well is made this a viable lifestyle for our communities and to show them that, for example, Jewel has this incredible tiny home and so does Dominique, and they have these incredible spaces and they're outright you know no one put themselves they put themselves in debt you know it shows that we can have a gorgeous home travel experiences and still put money back to take care of our ourselves and our children for me i i love our tiny home we own land mm -hmm. you know that's something that will be passed down to my son to our children it, it's it's important it's to show how much more viable this lifestyle is and how the impact it can have in our the community. importance of it to us in our community right. and it's to to ask it, it is to say we're here, we're absolutely here, but we're invisible because it's, you know, if you read anything, if they talk about the white hipster movement and all of this, we're here. Yeah. But give us, a, allow us to talk about it, allow us to present from the lens of color mm -hmm. and, instead of forcing us into the box to fall into the community mm -hmm. and be silent. Mm -hmm. And for us to be visible. Yes. And so at an event like this, and Last year, I had really was um, I was asked to to come. I was asked to bring the nomad, which I was not able to do. I could not afford it. However, um, what I did feel could have been possible by by the organizers of of the jamboree is to invite me mm. as an inspirational guest. Mm. I'm not a builder. I'm not a vendor, I'm not competing in any way, um, but I have built uh, not just a tiny house, I've built a life around this concept that dates back more than 30 years, mm -hmm. way before tiny houses. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm in this skin. Mm -hmm. And for many people who have heard it when I toured around LA, it was inspirational on a lot of different levels and it was a very diverse response mm -hmm. of that inspiration. I think making and allowing a space where people of color can become visible to say, yes, this is happening too and there might be something in what they are doing that can touch you. And and therefore, isn't that what we want? Yeah. Isn't that right. an important factor? They are doing something uh, unique in their approach. They have something to bring to it. Um, most people don't realize part, right. that there is a cultural legacy architecturally yeah. in tiny houses yeah. that's reminiscent yeah. of the row house yeah, yeah. and the shotgun house. Right. And that history has never been shared. The right. porch is an, an integral part that came mm -hmm. out of an African experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how many Americans know that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Dominique, thank you for closing the episode with a really good, mm -hmm. really good statement. And, um, and porch represents community. <laughs> yes, it does. It's the transitional yeah. space between public and private. Yeah. What a metaphor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you all for being here. Really thank you for having us. And, and again, yeah. we, we appreciate you guys being willing to have this conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. And we'll have it again. He was fighting against it, but yeah. whatever. The black guy was fighting against it. No, no, no. Part two. And I know they're teasing. I know they're teasing. We'll continue to have a conversation. We'll continue to have a conversation. Thank you. And pay as much influence in the community. Thank you very much, all three of you, for your time and your patience with us white folks. If they got to ask me to speak for the black people, we're going to ask me to speak for the black people. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if you remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.